Hello everyone, welcome to the Glory Room. I'm Prophetess Lou. I hope you all had a blessed day. Let's get started with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for loving us and taking care of us. Father God, thank you for giving us the strength to carry on throughout our day. Thank you for helping us to learn your word. Help. Thank you for helping us to, to change and, and mold us, Father God. We just thank you for everything you're doing in our life. Father God, as we partake in this word, we ask you to bless us and keep us. Help us to understand what you're saying, Father God. Even if we're reading our, our Bible say, Father God, give us understanding, Father God. Give us enlightenment, Father God. Father God, we ask you right now, if there's anything in our life that we're doing that we shouldn't be doing, Father God, we ask you to remove it. Father God, open our ears so we may hear, open our eyes so we may see. Bless the ones that are reading it. Bless the ones that are listening to it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay, verse today is Psalms 95 and 6. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Subject, I'm a fireball. Affirmations, I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you a chance to say it if you like. I'm on fire for God. I'm extinguished things and people. I'm extinguishing things in people that are taking my flame. I am focused on heaven. I am praising my Savior. This week we covered how to stay on fire for God. One evening as I was praising God, my legs became weak and I was put into a trench-like state. And the Holy Spirit said to me, explain to them more, some more on how to stay on fire for me. He said, the problem is that people aren't pushing enough. He said, they are getting tired at no change in their life and they get tired from pushing through and they, they, and they are tired. But that's what it takes to remain on fire for me is pushing through the bad days. He showed me a person going up a hill and they're stuck there because they have no motivation to go up the hill. The only thing that made them keep pushing is knowing that when they get up to, to, to the top, they will see everything that's before them and what they have passed. He said, my people don't see what I have brought them through. They just see the here and now. He said, they, they must learn to flame, fan the flames for the fire that's with them, with, within them by worshiping me. That's the first key we'll talk about is worshiping God. Every day we have the opportunity to worship him in spirit and in truth. But what makes it difficult is what life brings to us. We are so focused on life and situations and money, etc., that we don't have it in us to say, God, thank you, or to thank him for what he has done for us. The Bible says this, Psalms 95 and 6, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. The Bible says it here, kneel in front of our maker and worship him. We must surrender praise into God because he's our maker. And when we do this, we will develop love and joy during praise that will keep the flame going. We sometimes forget that praise sets the atmosphere. Praise welcome the presence of God in. Another key to staying on fire is meditating. We must meditate on the word of God day and night. We can't go a day without submitting ourselves to the word so that we can understand it. When we understand how important it is to place our mind on the word of God, it helps fan the fire that's in us. Psalms 1 and 2. But the delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law, he, we med he meditates day and night. The Bible tells us our delight is in the law of the Lord. We find satisfaction in the law of the Lord. Our soul does when we delight ourselves in the word. We find hope in it. We find strength in it. We will find what we need in it, which is fuel for the fire that's within us. When Abraham took his son Isaac up to the mountain, he had Isaac as a sacrifice. But that's what God is looking for from us, sacrifice. 
And that can be a fasting. It could be anything, but it must be a sacrifice when we do this that will keep the flames going inside us because we are showing God that no matter what I have, I'm giving it to you. No matter what happens, I'm giving it to you. And that's what we need, an ultimate sacrifice, showing God, I need you to keep my flames going for you. Psalms 51 and 17, my sacrifice, oh God, is a broken spirit, a broken a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, God, would not despise. David gave his broken spirit. What are you giving to keep the flames going? Is it your time? Or is it fasting? What are you doing to keep your flames going? Another key to staying on fire for God is focus on eternity. When we do this, we are allowing ourselves to forget what's happening now, to forget what we might be dealing with and focus on God because God is our focus of our life, not others, not what they say or do, not what they think of you, but of God. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. This verse is telling us exactly that, that keep your mind on things above, not on the things that are temporary. We oftentimes get so focused on things and people and situations or people not liking us, but we must stay focused on God. We must stay focused on heaven. That's the one that's one of our goals is staying focused on God. That's our home. Don't let Satan in his plans rob you of that. Last key that will be mentioned is fellowship with with fired up like-minded people. The problem is we are trying to keep our fire with people that don't know anything about Christ. We are trying to keep our fire going with people that don't care to be focused and on focus on focus and on fire for God. We are hanging around people that have given up or don't recognize they need Jesus. That isn't going to keep the flames going, my friends. Actually, it will extinguish it. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians that we shouldn't be with unequally yoked people. The Bible tells us that what business do light and dark have together? We can't commune with them. No, it's not judging. It's, it's just protecting the fire that's within us. Second Corinthians 6 and 4 says, 6 and 14 says, do not be equal, unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has dark with darkness? Today, if you are struggling to keep the flames going, or you confused on how to please God, read these devotions carefully and pray and ask God, what are you doing to stop your flames? Because like but because life happens, sickness come, but nothing should stop the flames that are within us to go. Nothing should stop us from keeping the flames coming. We want to be focused on God and not what is around us. Our priority must be God, not our life situation. Go to God and ask him to show you what's extinguishing your fire. Prayer. Heavenly Father, help us to stay on fire for you. Help us to remain in you and not others. Father, help us to kneel before you and worship you in spirit and truth. Father, our life is so hectic and we ask that you give us strength. We ask that you help us to stay grounded for you. Lord, if there's anything in us that could that could change what we feel and need to do for you, please remove it. Lord, help us not to fall into the traps and schemes of the devil. Lord, give us strength to read our word and stay focused on you. Lord, we want to be what the song says. We want to be pure and holy. We want to be a sanctuary for you. Lord, help us every day to do just that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So the topic today is I'm a fireball. Okay, I'm going to pause for a moment, maybe about three seconds, give everybody to get their Bible. 
Sorry, my mouth is dry. Okay, the subject today is I'm a fireball. When we're on fire with God, we're a fireball. It's nothing that can stop us. Only we can extinguish the fire. Y'all remember Smokey the Bear says only you can prevent fire, forest fires? Y'all remember him? Only we can stop ourselves from being on fire for God. Because when we get into our mind and we get into our situations and we let sickness, you know, when sickness come and we let life happen and we just kind of let the days go by and they start running together, we forget that we must fan the flames to keep the fire going. We, God could do every. God have given us every everything in the Word to show us how to keep it going, but it's up to us to do it. So, one of the keys that we're going to look at today is worshiping God. That's one of the things that we must do. For me, I feel personally, and the Holy Spirit have revealed to me, to be honest, that worship is key to fanning the flames. Because when we worship God, we are submitting our time, we are surrendering our voices, we are surrendering our bodies, and we're just in the zone of just praising Him. We're just letting go of all our worry and we're focused on worshiping our Savior. Because just like before we pray, a lot of us go right into what we want. We make a list and we're, we're like, you know, God, I'm checking it twice to see whether you're getting everything. But some of us might start with, okay, God, I'm just going to tell you all my problems and then I'll tell you what I need. And then I, I tell you, you know, I tell you, you're so great after. I even had someone to say, why do I have to praise God when he knows he's great? We praise him because he's great. He's not going to beg us to worship him. He's not going to do that. But to set that atmosphere before you pray. Is such a beautiful thing. When when he gave me this, I um, had worship music going, and um, I forgot what song it was. And I was just worshiping. I was clapping, stomping my feet, running around my room, yelling, just give him the ultimate praise. And all of a sudden, it's like my my legs got weak, and I got down on my face, and I was crying. Because the Holy Spirit moved in my room so fast. And there was the atmosphere. And when I went in, he put me in a trance-like state. He said, teach my people how to stay on fire for me. Because my people don't realize that that's the key of building a relationship with me is being on fire for me. We must be fireballs for Christ. We must be on flames, be, be flaming for, for God, be yearning to have a moment with him, be yearning to pray for it, pray with him. Sometimes you don't have to even go into the prayer closet with words. You can just sit, sit and enjoy his presence. He loves even that. We have to start changing how we do things to stay on fire for God. Because a lot of us are looking at, oh, this is what I used to do. So I'm going to do this. No, go with something new. Set the atmosphere. Praise God. Even when I leave my home in the morning, I play a, a Bible CD. It plays all the, the like verses of, let's just say, the book of Psalms. And it reads it all day, all day long. It plays all day long to, to set the atmosphere. So when I get in and I'm praising and worshiping, the atmosphere is already set. And all I'm doing is just welcoming his presence. I welcome you, Holy Spirit. I welcome you in this place. I welcome you in my room. Just keep saying that and focus on him.
That's the part of worship. Not worshiping and singing and stopping and looking around. Oh, the game's about to come on. I got 10 more minutes. Let me keep worshiping. I got 10 more minutes. Let me put 10 minutes on the clock. No. Just relax and just let go. I heard some people put their phone in airplane mode, so they definitely won't be disturbed. Um, I have an Apple phone, so I put my phone on do not disturb. I set on my focus. And because it has set a pattern, every time I come in, it immediately sets it. And immediately says that no, no one can disturb me. You can call me, you won't get me. And I'm praising and worshiping him for hours because I want to be on fire for God. We can't teach without being on fire for God. We can't preach without being on fire for God. And really, truly, we can't live a Christian life without being on fire for God because honestly, when we're not on fire for him, we won't read our word. We won't pray, we won't meditate, we won't fast, because we won't see the point in it. It'll just be just basically routine. And we don't want to have a lifestyle, of root, a Christian lifestyle routine. We want to have a lifestyle that is because we're doing it because we love him. We're doing it because we want to show him love. So another key we're going to look at is staying staying on fire for, for, for God is meditating. I think I told you all this the other day. Take a Bible verse and use it for the month and study it. I even have uh, did a devotion on how to meditate on God. If you're interested in that, email me. I send you a, a, um, a copy of, of the devotion on how to meditate on his word. All we have to do is take that scripture for a month and meditate on it day and night. Put it around your room. Put it in your wall. Put it on your phone. Meditate on God's word day and night because you just don't need to know it just because he said to meditate on it. You need it so when you're in spiritual warfare, you know what verses is there. You know what you need to say. You know what, what when to say it and how to say it. You know when to use this verse because you have studied your word. You have meditated. It's down deep in your soul. It's down deep in your soul. We have to find how to love God and fall in love with him. I don't know if you remember the first time you realized that you love God. Get back to that place and that's how you will find the flames. Okay. One of the verses we're going to look at. Another verse we're going to look at is when I, when, well, another thing we're going to talk about real quick is when Abraham took Isaac up to the mount, he made Isaac a sacrifice. And that's what God is looking for us. He's looking for us to sacrifice. That That might be fasting like i said and like the holy spirit said in the devotional it might be um sleep it might be your game it might be uh, netflix it might be whatever you want to sacrifice but sacrifice it unto god and say god this is what i'm sacrificing to show you that this is this this thing doesn't mean a thing to me it doesn't mean nothing to me but you do I, i go weeks without playing my game like um i think i told you i got a new game boy color I didn't, haven't played it all week because I want him to know why I love him. I'm trying not to get emotional. I want him to know that I thank him for saving me. I, I thank him for bringing me out of the darkness into the light. I, and if only thing I have is my time and giving up a game console for him, that's what I'm going to do. Now, I'm not saying the enemy doesn't come and say, well, you haven't played your game in a while. It's getting some dust on it. My reply to him is, I rebuke you. Yes, it is getting dust, and that's fine. But you know what's not getting dust? My relationship with Christ. 
you have to talk bold back to the enemy. You can't let him sit there and say, oh, you need to go do this. Oh, you need to go do that. No, speak bold to him. Because if you allow him to continue to speak, if you allow him to continue to plant his seeds, you're going to fail because you're going to be so focused on what he is saying. Rebuke him and send him back and focus on God. We have to learn to be focused on God. That is key. And the last key we're going to look at, well, I don't know if it's the last. No, it's not the last. It's, stand, it's focus on eternity. That might be hard to do, but we must focus on heaven. We're going to go there one day. We're going to spend our time with him. It's no more hurt. It's no more pain. It's no more frustration. It's no more, uh, and someone don't like you because you don't have enough money. Someone don't like you because you don't look this way. Or someone don't like you because you don't do this and you don't do that. It's all about God up there. It's all about worshiping. When we get up to heaven, it's no more anything but just joy. That's a beautiful place to think about. We must keep our mind on the things above. Colossians 3, 1 and 2 says, If then you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. If you're depressed, if you're hurt, if you're struggling with being on fire for God, set your mind on things above. The last key we'll talk about is being in communion with people of the like-minded. When I first gave my life to Christ, I had to break a lot of ties with people. And I didn't understand it and it hurt because some of these people I deeply loved, but I couldn't no longer associate with them because they wasn't of God and they didn't understand my walk. And every time I looked, they was trying to divert me back to what I used to do. But God is saying today, if you're friends with someone that's not of God and they're persuading you, stop. Create some distance. They ask God to remove the people out of your life that shouldn't be. Remove the things out of your life that shouldn't be. I pray that prayer all the time. And every time I pray that prayer, if it's someone in my life that shouldn't be, he pulls them away just like that because we cannot dwell with the unequally yoke like in darkness have nothing to talk about they're gonna be talking about how good of a time they had last night you're gonna be talking about how the good of a time you had at bible study they're gonna be talking about how high they got as a kite yesterday you're gonna be talking about how how god gave you the peace that passes all understanding and with them talking about how high they got it's gonna make you think well it might not hurt if I had just a little bit. I, I got to live a little bit. God knows that. You see how you're compromising? There's no compromising. We must die to flesh. We must pick up our cross and carry it. Let's look at some, um, some reference verses. First reference verse we're going to look at is Romans 10, 17. Romans 10, 17. Okay, so faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. NIV says, but you, beloved building, I'm sorry, so then, sorry, that's our second one. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10 and 17. We must have faith and in order to build our faith. We, it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not just by hearing 
this, this, and this, but hearing the word of God. That's why it's important that we read our word. It's important that we attend a good church home. If you don't want to attend a good church home, find someone online that you trust that will teach the word of God. I'm not going to get into whether you should go to church or not go to church because that's going to pull from the devotional, but you do whatever God has led you to do in your life. But in order to stay on fire for God, we must have faith that he's there. We must have faith that he would never leave us or forsake us. But when we sit there and we contemplate and we think, well, maybe he doesn't love me. Maybe he, he, he doesn't care. The word says your faith, you, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When we hear the word of God, we hear that he says, I'll never leave you. I'm yet with you even while you're a sinner. I love you. My love is eternal. I'm your refuge. I'm your guide. I'm your comforter. I'm your shepherd. In the word, when you read it, you hear that. And when you hear that, it should build your faith. But a lot of times we just read it. Oh, Lou said, I have to read my Bible. So I'm going to read Romans 11. Okay. I read Romans 11. Let me close my Bible. Okay. Let's turn on Netflix. No. What did you read in Romans 11? Tell me what was in Romans 11. Don't just quote this verse. Get your commentary out. First of all, first of all, before you get your commentary, ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, teach me your word. Show me in this word what applies to me for today. And then get your commentary out. And read and take your time and stop at the peers and stop at the comment. Like Romans 11 says, I asked then, has God rejected his own people? The nation of Israel? Of course not. I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, and a member of the tribe of Benjamin. Pause between each one so you can hear him speak to you. And as you grow in Christ, you hear him talk over you. Where you, you hear him, you're like, okay, he's talking to me. But in order to stay on fire for God, people, we must push. We can't be like the guy that's on the mountain and he's halfway pushing because he's tired. He's letting the weight of the world hold him there on the mountain. But he, he needs to get up there because he wants to see the world. He wants to see what he had passed. But he can't because he has no motivation. Some of us are is the man that's holding still on the mountain. We, we don't want to go up. We don't want to go down. We're just sitting still. Some of us are on the mountain and we're backing back down. But those who that are fireball for Christ keep climbing up. Keep going up. Keep seeking his word. Keep praying. Keep fasting. When we fast, that ignites so much flames and fire for God. It gives us so much strength and power. Because we're fasting. We're sacrificing our food and our time to show God that I love you and I need you. And those that are anointed and you're preaching, you're teaching, you need to be on fire for God. Because if you're anything less than that, I promise you won't last long. You start teaching from the flesh. You start teaching from what you think is best. That's why you need to connect with God every morning and go to the mountaintop and say, Father, keep me on fire for you. Help me to meditate on your word day and night. He said in the Old Testament, he said in the New Testament, meditate on the word day and night. Because when we meditate on God's word, when we read God's word, we won't deviate from it. But the moment we start slowing down on reading our Bible, we start slowing down 
on praising him when we slow down on on and we we get more closer to more friends of the world we see ourselves separating from god and when this happened we hear him less so we're just gonna recap real quick because we only got two minutes let me explain something real quick for y'all that the holy spirit wants you to know that the flames that is within you needs to be fanned every day we need to be reading our word we need to be praying we need to be meditating on him and i know football season is about to start i know um uh, i think it's uh, the ultimatum is about to start on, on on Netflix. I know Big Brother's out, Survivor's coming out. Uh, I know uh, people want to go shopping in the movies. But we need to take the time to flame our fire. Because these things are temporarily. The game is not going to be there forever. The, the, the movies, TV, all this stuff is temporarily. But you know what's forever? God's love. He's going to love you regardless whether you're on fire for him. He is because he loves us all. But when you're on fire for God, you can heal the sick. He gives us this authority, but you can heal the sick. You can cast out demons. You can do what you're called to do. But it's up to us to figure out what do he wants us to do and stay looking and focusing on him and on that because as long as we are not doing the things that we're supposed to do the anointing would dwell away our relationship with him would break the things of this world will become more enticing so i hope you all have a blessed day remember that we are fireballs for god we are on fire for him hope you all have a blessed day remember jesus loves you i love you too Goodbye.